Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello and welcome back. Darren Mitchell here and you're listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on this wonderful Thursday, 24th of June, 2021. Getting closer and closer to the end of June and uh, first month down in winter here in Australia and uh, getting cooler and cooler and cooler and lots of rain coming in as well. Uh, now in today's episode, we want to talk about a topic that is near and dear to me, near and dear to many salespeople I work with and certainly near and dear to many sales leaders that I work with as well. And it's not necessarily a positive topic because when I when I mention this word, uh, and certainly when I mention this word in uh, in workshops, many people completely resonate with it, but they're also very, very reluctant to put their hand up and own up to the fact that they do this and do this on a regular basis. And that is procrastinate. Now, I'm, I'm gonna title this particular episode as Procrastination, A Success, Killer, because it is. I've seen many, many people have not so much their careers ruined, but certainly opportunities uh, go past them because they procrastinated. And I've got to say, in the full uh, full honesty, full disclosure, I have two hands in the air. I am one of the master procrastinators, and it's something I'm continuing to work on well, pretty much daily. Uh, and it's something that a lot of my clients are working on as well. So this is by no means a theoretical uh, conversation. This is something that I think afflicts most people in some degree uh, pretty much every single day. Now, depending on the level of procrastination and certainly depending on where you procrastinate, that will have an impact on the results that you generate, but also the progress that you make. Now, remember, if I just give an example, a personal example, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast uh, and you probably don't know, this is episode number 291, but I started the podcast 12 months ago, probably just over 12 months ago, I think in early April 2020. And this is when we were in, certainly in Melbourne here in Victoria, we were in the first lockdown around COVID. Uh, we've since had another three, but the first lockdown. And I was, all of my workshops, most of my clients had now moved to online, online learning, online conversations, online workshops. Uh, so I didn't have as much travel to do. And so all of the excuses were suddenly removed from me in terms of putting a podcast together. Now, what was interesting and probably what I haven't necessarily shared a lot is that uh, for the previous five years, I had every intention of starting a podcast. I'd been working with somebody and following somebody in the States, a guy by the name of Sam Crowley, who had a podcast and has a podcast that's still going today that's had over 20 million downloads. Uh, And this is just a guy who's a father similar to me with a sales background similar to me who started a, made a decision and started to record podcasts. Now he's been doing that since 2005. So, you know, this is the 16th year he's been recording podcasts, but he's actually developed a huge amount of momentum. So since about 2000 and, or 2015, 2016, I had the uh, great intention of starting a podcast. And yet every single time that I went to begin to either do a a cover art or think about employing somebody to do some cover art or even thinking about the name of the podcast was going to be or, God forbid, starting to think about what is the content that I'm going to cover off, what sort of topics will I talk about, how am I going to do it, how am I going to do it, what sort of microphone do I have, I found excuses to delay it and think I'll get get to that 
tomorrow or there was another client that I had to go and serve or there was another workshop I had to do or there's something else that always came up. So it was all these excuses until all the excuses were removed last year and I said, hey, why don't you do it? And so one of the one of the key things I've found is action often cures procrastination. Now, this is not perfect action. This is certainly imperfect action. Now, if, you, if you've been listening to the podcast since the episode number one, hopefully you've seen a bit of a evolution and hopefully you've seen a bit of a change in terms of the way that I'm speaking in terms of the uh, the confidence levels and the messages that I'm sending. So it's uh, by no means uh, perfect. I'm still I'm still a long way, long way, long way to go in terms of my journey and where I want to get to in terms of this podcast, the messaging and how I speak, how I communicate. But I am making progress. So in this particular case, I've been able to handle and get over a level of procrastination, but it wasn't always like that. And I know in, in dealing with a lot of clients, a lot of people that I'm talking with on a daily basis, procrastination is something that for many people can be very, very confronting and very, very challenging because it does actually stop them from moving towards what it is that they really want to achieve. And this is really sad. So we need to think about how do we actually overcome this and what sort of strategies can we put in place in order for us to do that so that, so we can actually add value to others, add value to ourselves, of course, but certainly make progress. And so one of the things around procrastination is if you actually delve into the science, it's really what it is. It's about habit loops. And these habit loops over time, the more we repeat them, the more we actually create what's called a, a habit pattern or a habit a loop, which is almost like a uncontrollable, unconscious autopilot type response. You, be, you pretty much get into a rut. So the more times you actually uh, procrastinate, the more times we don't choose to do something that either we want to do or that we know we should do, and again, we choose to do something different, we're actually developing a habit around that other thing, which becomes the next time the opportunity presents itself, it's going to be easier because our brain is designed to keep us safe. The brain is there not to actually allow us to get outside of our comfort zone and certainly not to extend beyond the boundaries of what we think is possible because it's designed, and this is in the hard DNA, that we need to be kept safe. And think back to the, the caveman days, there were saber-toothed tigers. And this is what, this when you think about it, when you look at the history of the brain, that's exactly what it's there to do. So the basal ganglia is, is the place where all of the emotions are sitting, and this is where all the habits are stored. And often you'll be doing things right now you don't even think about. You're just on autopilot, and procrastination can be one of those things. So before we talk about some of the key things we can do to overcome procrastination, here are some reasons why people tend to procrastinate. And as I go through these, just think about where, whether these are applicable to you, uh, and certainly people within your team, people who are near and dear to you, whether they also are demonstra- demonstrating some of these, I guess, symptoms or reasons as to why they're not moving forward the way that you would like them to, or in fact, the way that they would like them to do themselves. So these are no in, in no particular order, but let's just go through these really quickly at a high level. First one is there is no clear deadline. When somebody doesn't have a clear goal that's been set, then it's very easy just to be a, become almost like a wandering generality. So one of the key reasons for procrastination is I've got nothing specific to aim for. It's just a general rule. And as we talked about yesterday, the importance of having a laser-focused goal, if you don't have something that you're aiming for that is very specific, it's very, very easy to sit back and say, oh, no, I'll do that tomorrow, I'll get, that. I'll get to that the next day or whatever the case might be. There's no sense of urgency that is around taking action towards that goal because it's not clear enough. So there's no clear deadline. Number two, you might have certainly in a, um, in a context of a business and think about this as a sales executive or a sales leader, there may not be enough resources available. So there may not be enough time, there may not be enough information available, there may not be enough money or there may not be enough people to do things you need to do. So therefore, it's easier to start to procrastinate. Often, often people have this one, which is the third one, where they don't know where to begin. 
there are just so many things and people get get to consider so many different options that because there's so many options to choose from, there's no level of focus on one thing and therefore they stay where they are. They don't take any movement forward, which is uh, which is really linked to the next one, which is the over- overwhelm factor. And sometimes the tasks that people look at if you think about a big, hairy, audacious goal or a big objective that you've got to actually get done at work, chances are if you've got no idea how to do it uh, and you're not quite sure where to start, then you may not actually do anything. So therefore, the task itself could become overwhelming because it's so huge. Or linked to the previous one, you don't know where to begin. The main, you may have so many different choices that it's very, very difficult to make a decision as to which one to start with. And so task feeling overwhelming is very, very common. There's also another one, which is number five. There's no passion for doing the work. And this is why it's so important, certainly for us as leaders, to understand what brings your team back every single day, what motivates them to do what they do. Because if somebody doesn't have a level of passion for what they're doing, chances are their level of discretionary effort will be nowhere near where it needs to be. And the likelihood of them procrastinating on a certain task is going to be very, very high. The next one is a big one. And this is the fear of failure or often the fear of success. Now, I know when I was in telemarketing many, many years ago, when I first started in my career, uh, we had to do a lot of outbound calling. And if you weren't used to making phone calls, particularly people who you're having to ring who they're not expecting the call, and some would say a cold call, then that can be very, very challenging for some people because what if they say no? What if they slam the phone in my ear? What if they tell me to go and get, you know what? So this fear of failure and sometimes the fear of success will often hold people back from taking the first step and therefore it feels comfortable to sit back, to procrastinate and to think about it before taking action. And then we'll have these conversations in our head and this is where the habitual loop continues to be embedded and that rut be developed is we're just scared of what the what the rejection potentially will be or what the outcome's going to be. So therefore, it's safer for us to not do anything. The next one is perfectionism. And I, I come across this a lot. That, we, that people don't want to do anything until they know, first of all, that they're going to get it right. And second of all, that it's going to be done at a perfect level. So they don't want to be making mistakes. And sometimes this is a symptom of the environment they live in and they work in because that environment is a risk-averse environment because people are afraid to make mistakes because of the consequences potentially when they make mistakes. So therefore, therefore, it lends itself to people start to think towards being a perfectionist and therefore, it's easier if I don't do anything because therefore, I can't get it wrong and therefore, I won't have that terrible conversation that I might have to have with my manager or with somebody else because I didn't do it right. The next one is overanalyzing and this is a big one, particularly for the people who are analytical by nature. They can tend to look at things from multiple different angles and sometimes suffer from paralysis by analysis or detail-itis. So overanalyzing things so that uh, you feel confident that you've covered absolutely every nook and cranny of everything that you need to cover can lead to somebody not not taking the action they need to. The second last one is a lack of confidence. And simply, if you're not confident in a certain area, a lot of people have this level of anxiety and trepidation that leads to procrastination of not taking the first step. And it could be linked to, what if I get this wrong? What if I make a mistake? And therefore, it's linked to the fear of failure. And the last one is they focus on the negatives. They think about, well, what if nothing, nothing I've ever done in the past has ever worked? So why is this going to be any different? So they look at anything, particularly if it's something new, something that's outside of their comfort zone, and they look at what they've got to do and they think, you know what, it's too hard. I don't have all the information. Something potentially is going to go wrong. So they live their life and they look through the lens of the glass being half empty rather than looking from a positive sense and saying the glass is half full. So there's a number of reasons as to why people procrastinate. Now, really quickly, all of those reasons are pretty much an illusion. But 
It's what we believe based on the conversations we tell ourselves and also based on the conversations that we have with other people. Now, we need to be able to overcome these. We need to be able to do things. And there are ways to actually overcome procrastination. And the key, the key word in relation to overcoming procrastination is a very simple word that starts with A called action. Because overcoming procrastination pretty much needs action. So everything, everything I'm going to talk about requires some form of action. So just keep action in the back of your mind. So here are nine ways to overcome and deal with procrastination. Number one is delete it. So what are the consequences of you not doing this particular thing? So if you think about, oh, I don't want to do this because I don't have all the information, or what if I get it wrong? What if you actually ask this question? Do I need to do it at all? Consider this. The 80-20 rule, and I guarantee if you look at your sales results, if you look at the, your, your time you spent and everything you achieved last week and the week before and did an audit of what you achieved, you'll probably find that 80% of your results came from 20% of the actions that you took. So therefore, instead of trying to think about all the things I've got to get done, why don't you think about the things that will move the needle the most? Can I delete this? Is this a task that I actually need to do? Does it need to be done in the first place? Or can it be delegated to somebody else? Or do I need to do it? And if I do need to do it, is it in the 80% of the results I'm going to get because it is a 20% action area? Now, if it's not in the 20% of the action that I'm going to take in order to get the result, then delete it and feel okay with that. It's not procrastinating. You're just deleting it. The second one is delegate. And this is an area that a lot of sales leaders in particular don't do well enough. Uh, and it's just, I know it's a gross generalization, but it is so true. We need to delegate more. If the task that you've got to do is important, if whatever it is that you've got to do is important, ask yourself, is this, is this something that you are responsible for doing? Or is this something you should be doing in the first place? Which means you need to know your job description. And is it something you're doing because it's comfortable? Or is it something you're doing because it's easy for you to do? Ask yourself, if this is a task that is part of your core responsibilities, then think about, is there an opportunity for me to delegate this to somebody else? But always remembering that delegation has two key parts. One is they need to be really good at this or it makes sense for them to do this task because it's in their genius zone or their swimming lane. Or the second part is if it's something that's outside of their comfort zone that will enable them to develop, but it is relevant to their goals of wanting to develop in a certain area. So it's part of their job function. If it is, then delegate it. Third one is, hey, do it now. If there's something you can do, and one of the key one of the key mentors that I have says, if you can do something within the next 15 minutes, get it done. Just do it, right? So postponing an important task that needs to be done only creates feelings of anxiety and stress. And we know that because we keep thinking about it, and we keep probably having a negative conversation with ourselves to say, oh, I should be doing this, but I'm not doing it. And then you make up a story as to why you're not doing it. If you can do it really early, do it quickly, then it's done. Just do it now. That's one thing. And it's action-oriented. Uh, the fourth one is ask for advice. Asking for help from a trusted mentor, trusted supervisor, a manager, somebody who you trust, a coach or an expert who can give you great insight into where to start and the steps for completing a particular project. So this goes back to one of the key reasons why a lot of us do procrastinate is there's just so many options that we can start with. We're not sure which one to start with first. So asking for advice, asking for direction is a great way to do that, as is chopping it up. So if you've got a big task to do and it seems to be so overwhelming, chop it up. Break it up into small, ridiculous little um, pieces so that it looks really, really simple to do. And the key thing is you do it. You do it now, it gets a sense of accomplishment because you're making progress. And this ties into the next one, which is obey a 15-minute rule. So if you can chop it up, for example, and to reduce the temptation of procrastination, each step in that or each little thing, each little part you've chopped up, if you can do that or at least take a step on the project that takes no more than 15 minutes to complete it, 
done get it done and you've you would have actually achieved something because we've only got a certain number of 15 minute increments available to us every single day number seven is have clear deadlines assign yourself a deadline and make sure you stick to that deadline make somebody make somebody aware of what the deadline is so they can keep you accountable as well and make sure that they hold you to account so that you're holding yourself to account when it comes to getting that done so make your deadlines known and make sure that you hold yourself accountable and make sure you help other people hold you accountable as well uh, the other one is number eight, give yourself a reward, uh, a reward at, at the completion of a, a task, a project, or a or a piece of responsibility. So whatever that reward happens to be, it could be a Mars bar, it could be, you know what, I'm going to go and have a drink of water or coffee, or what, whatever the case might be, come up with a reward that's going to be meaningful for you. And then number nine is remove distractions. This is one of the biggest ones that I see. People put distractions in front of themselves so that they, uh, they can stop themselves from taking taking action and making progress. So you need to establish a positive working environment that's going to be conducive to you getting your work done. So remove any distractions. And one of the biggest distractions is your mobile phone. So one of the things I do talk about to a lot of teams is taking taking time away, turning your phone on to uh, airplane mode and putting an alarm on and working for a very specific period of time to get stuff done. And that forces you to take action. So there are nine things to help overcome procrastination. Now, I want to leave you with one key insight here, and it comes from a lady called Mel Robbins. And this is probably the most simple, yet the most profound uh, way to overcome procrastination that I've ever come across. And if you haven't uh, listened to the story, go and do yourself a favor. Look up Mel Robbins. She's done a number of TED Talks. She's written a book called The Five Second Rule, and it's probably the most profound way to overcome procrastination, but also increase productivity that I've ever come across, and it actually is really, really simple. And this, this is, and it's so simple, you probably think, well, it can't be that easy. But uh, to Mel's credit, she's not only discovered this for herself; she's done a huge amount of scientific research over the last eight years to verify why it is that it works so well. And it's called the five-second rule. And what it does, you literally, if you think about a rocket that's over, uh, that's about to launch off a, a launch pad, it counts down, and it, a rocket counts down from ten to one. But once the countdown starts, it doesn't stop. You can't stop the rocket from launching once the countdown is started. And so what she's done is the five-second rule. So counting down backwards from five to one, and when you hit one, it's bang, launch time. And so what this does, as we talked about earlier, um, what happens is procrastination typically is a habit that's formed over a period of time. And in our basal ganglia, we have uh, habit patterns that sometimes become so ingrained, they do become ruts. And it's very, very difficult to overcome those. And our brain, as we talked about as well in this episode, is designed to keep us safe. And so we don't want to necessarily, uh, when it comes to getting outside of our comfort zone, a lot of people have challenges with this because it's unfamiliar. And our brain and our thinking and our mind will do anything it possibly can to give us some conversation, to give us some advice, quote unquote, to keep us safe and stopping us from getting outside of that comfort zone because back in the caveman days, we had to be aware of the saber-toothed tiger. Now, the reason the 54321, the five-second rule works, is as Mel discovered, we literally have about five seconds, a five-second window uh, that we can take action in, that after that, our mind and our brain and we, as people, start to talk ourselves out of doing things because we're here to be kept safe. So by counting down, and it doesn't work counting up because you can keep counting, but counting down from five to one and then launching it awakens our prefrontal cortex and it gets us into action because the prefrontal cortex is designed to be really focused and it's an action-oriented part of the brain. And so the 54321 launch means you don't have time to think, you're getting ready to launch and you just go. And so one of the greatest ways that I've actually started to overcome procrastination, and I've taught this 
to just about every sales leader that I know uh, and every team that I know where I'm running workshops where this is relevant is teaching this. It is so profound. So I want to leave you with that because that is probably the most impactful and the easiest uh, strategy around procrastination that I've come across. So uh, please look up Mel Robbins. She's written a book called The Five Second Rule. She's got a stack of videos. She's also got a lot of TED Talks as well. It is a it is a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, approach and strategy. So hopefully what we've covered off today is going to be of help to you, but also help for your team as well. So if you do find people who are procrastinating, if you yourself find yourself procrastinating, uh, it doesn't matter whether it's in relation to sales leadership stuff or stuff outside of your sales leadership career, sales leadership uh, responsibility, then please look at this Look at this seriously because procrastination really is a success killer. And a key reminder as well, if you would like some help with this and help uh, getting your leadership to the exceptional level, love to work with you one-on-one. Simply go to my calendar, leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time, we'll have a conversation and start working together ASAP. So I look forward to having that conversation with you and uh, look forward to, as always, sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.